Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. When we pray, we typically have an idea of how we would answer that prayer. Today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that God's ways are not our ways. He likes to work in impossible ways just to prove that it was Him doing it. When He doesn't move how you expect Him to, it's because He's got something better in store. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 29th, 2022. Here we are at the end. I mean the very end. And yes, there is the propensity for this to get even worse and even darker and even more evil with each passing day. But God, it just means one thing. Jesus is coming. And I want to say, lastly, for anyone that is really battle-weary, if I can say it like that, you'd be encouraged. You'd be encouraged. The Lord knows what you're going through. The Lord knows how painful it is and how hard it is, how terrifying it is. But He'll see you through. He'll get you through it. I don't know how He's going to do it, but He does. I don't know the way He's going to do it, but His ways are not our ways. Imagine that. Could you imagine if our ways were His ways and our thoughts were... Can you imagine if the way we think was how God thinks, that would be horrifying. (laughs) His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. They're infinitely higher. Who knows the mind of the Lord? His ways are unknowable. May I suggest that God may choose to use a way that you could have never possibly in your wildest imaginations ever even thought of, let alone asked. Because He can. God may do and is doing something that you can't even, I love, I think it's, ah, I forget the name of the prophet. He says, even if I tried to tell you, you wouldn't believe it. (laughs) Okay, try me. No because you wouldn't believe it if I tried to tell you what I'm going to do. And then God does it. And then, isn't it true that when God does it, we're we're like, oh, I can't believe He did that. It's like we don't even believe it when He does it. And we see it. Can't you see it right in front of you? I can't believe it. Really? Maybe I just need to speak for myself. Maybe you're more spiritual than I am, but God does a miracle, and then after God does the miracle, we're still in doubt. Did He really just? Yeah, He did. 
God, that, that's amazing. I know, I'm God. Yeah, but God, that was impossible. I know, I'm the God of the impossible. Is there anything too hard for me? Maybe God has allowed it to become so complicated, so confusing, so difficult, so all of the above, just so He could do it the way He wants to do it. And then when, not if He does it, because He will, when He does it, man, you're like, God, thank you, God. Thank you, God. You be encouraged. Just wait. You'll see. That's Psalm 27, 13, and 14, summed up very briefly. Just wait. You'll see. David loses, almost tosses in the towel. I would have lost heart had it not been for my confidence in the Lord, that I would still see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And then he talks to himself. I know they have clinical terms for this. He has a good talk to himself. Sit down, boy. We need to talk. You wait. You be of good courage. You'll see the goodness of the Lord. Just wait. You'll see what God's going to do. Be encouraged. Now, everything I just said up to this point is for the believer. Doesn't apply to those who do not know the Lord or have never put their trust in the Lord to be saved. And that's how I want to bring it to a close. I don't know how else to say it except today is the day and the urgency is now one of the greatest, and I'll even say most successful, lies of the enemy, as one so eloquently described it, is not there's no heaven or there's no hell, but there's no hurry. That is the most successful lie from the father of lies. No hurry. No urgency. Well, there is urgency. And today is the day, because we are at the end. And the trumpet is about to sound. And the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And we who are alive and remain are going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. What I just said to you out of First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17, about the rapture, is more real. And I know I say this often now, Hope you don't tire me saying it. It is more real than the comfortable chairs you're sitting on right now. It will happen. And I am convinced with all of my heart, I truly believe this with all of my heart, that it's sooner than any of us could possibly imagine. It could happen at any time. The rapture of the church is imminent. And by the way, and maybe this is the Holy Spirit, and this is why, again, I wanted to make sure I didn't, run out of time and rush through this, but please, I, I'm pleading with you. There are many, and they seem to be increasing, who are coming out and just, I mean, very viciously attacking the sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture. 
And I just want to plead with you to, how do I say this, just look at the fruit of that. Look at the fruit of that. The attack on that sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture, that in and of itself should tell you something, shouldn't it? Please don't be deceived. (laughs) The rapture of the church of Jesus Christ has to happen before the seven-year tribulation. And it's going to happen. And I believe it's going to happen very soon. And that's why there's urgency. Today is the day. Now this is a twofold encouragement. Because for the believer it's like, hang on, not much longer. That's what Jesus had John write to the church in Philadelphia. Just hold on. (laughs) I I know you have little strength. I know you're battle weary. I know you're, for the local, bus up. (laughs) Sorry. But because you have kept my word, and not denied my name, I'm going to keep you from the hour of tribulation that is coming upon the whole world. That's the seven-year tribulation. And the promise is, I'm going to keep you from that. You will not go through that. Just hold on a little while longer. How much longer? Not much. I don't know how much longer I can hold on. I'm holding on by my fingernails. I know, not much longer. I'll keep you. I'll hold you. I'll carry you. I'll sustain you. I'll provide for you. But just hold on, because I'm coming. That's the encouragement for the believer. For those who are not believers, I mean, The encouragement for you today is, you can make that decision today. And you're late to the party, welcome, but that's okay. Jesus taught a parable about it, where He hires these laborers in the morning, and they agree to the pay, and then throughout the day He needs more, and He hires more, and then He hires more towards the end of the day. There's like an hour left, pays them the same amount. Well, apparently the guys in the morning caught wind of this. They're like, how much you get paid? Oh, I'm getting paid this. Well, that's not fair. You barely got in by the hair of your chinny chin chin. The whole point of the parable is people in the 11th hour that come to Christ, they're still saved. And this is another issue too. I'm I'm sorry, you'll forgive me. But this whole thing about the partial rapture, where only those who are on fire for the Lord, walking close to the Lord, only they go up in the rapture. Wait, what? That, That sounds like works to me. That means that I've got to do something and earn the right to be taken up in the rapture. I mean, it's like the enemy is so cunning. 
I mean, partial rapture. Yeah, you're still saved, but you know, nah. Now you're not going up. You're saved, but you're just only the people who are really close to the Lord. Well, that means that it's predicated upon my works then. I like to tell people, you know, you're going to go up in the rapture. If you're saved, if you're born again of the Spirit of God, you're going up in the pre-tribulation rapture, whether you like it or not. I'll see you on the way up. There won't be much time because it'll be very fast, but we'll have all of eternity. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I still wonder, though, if I'm going to get to say I told you so, but probably not. My point is this. Jesus is coming. The rapture of the church is imminent. It could happen today. Boy, would that be joke. <laughs> like right now, just... And if you're saved, you're going to be taken out of this evil and dark world before all hell literally breaks loose. And that's the good news of salvation, the gospel of Jesus Christ. That Jesus came and He died for you, and He paid in full for you for all of your sins, and He purchased with His blood. He purchased you that pearl of great price. He went to His death in your stead. And that's the good news, the gospel, that Jesus died, He was buried, He rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day. That's the good news. The word gospel means good news. Your debt has been paid, you're free to go. And whom the Son is set free is free indeed. So we've been doing these ABCs of salvation for a number of years now, and I want to caution again against making this into a formula, because it's not really a formula. It's more like a template. It's just kind of a simple explanation of salvation. Please don't make it something you have to do, a prayer you have to pray or you have to come forward and kneel at the altar and be really, 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 really sorry for your sins. That would be five reallys. Four reallys, you're not saved yet. You have to have five reallys in there. I'm sorry I'm being silly, but you get the point, right? It really starts with the A, which is this acknowledging, this admitting that I'm a sinner. <laughs> Because unless and until I acknowledge that I'm a sinner, I'm not interested in the Savior. Why would I be? Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, the reason <laughs> that none are righteous is because all have sinned. Make sense? And fall short of the glory of God. Miss the mark, which is what sin means. It's an archery term. You missed the bullseye. We've all missed the bullseye of God's perfect standard of righteousness. And Romans 6.23, I like Romans 6.23 because it kind of packages the bad news first with the good news. The bad news is, is that we've all been sentenced to death. The wages of sin and all have sinned is death. That's the bad news. But here's the good news. The gift of God 
is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to bring, if you don't mind, the thief on the cross as we affectionately refer to him into today's ABCs, because this is what he did. You know, the other criminal cursed Jesus. This one acknowledged, wait a minute, I I deserve to be up here. I've broken the law. I've sinned. I deserve this death sentence. He doesn't. There was an acknowledging of Jesus as the Savior, and he believed in him. The other one didn't. He did, and that's the B. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. This criminal on the cross, can you imagine being crucified next to the Savior of the world, and acknowledging it, and believing it, and being saved because of it? Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. I find it very interesting that he said, when you enter your kingdom, will you remember me? Translated, will you save me too? And Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, today you'll be with me in paradise. That's the sea. He called upon the name of the Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And Romans ten thirteen, and this is what he did. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. He called upon the Lord and said, will you save me too? And he was saved. We're going to see that guy in heaven. We might be able to ask him a couple of questions like, wow, what was that like, man? This is one of those places where, and this is another (laughs) false teaching, baptismal regeneration, that you have to be baptized, water baptized to be saved. Well, I'm sorry. Jesus would have had to say, you know, I I would love to, I would love nothing more than to have you be with me today in paradise. But if you you got to figure out how to get off of this cross, go get water baptized, get back up here, and then we can go. I know, again, very, uh, you're so gracious to me in my weird sense of humor, but The point is, there's nothing we have to do. He did it all for us instead of us. All we have to do is believe. That's it. It's actually simpler than ABC. It's as simple as B. Just believe in your heart, and you'll be saved. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe, fill out an application, go online, agree to the terms of service, get water baptized. That's the last time. Whosoever would believe would not perish, but have everlasting life. Oh, please, I I implore you today, if you've never believed in Jesus, put your trust in Jesus 
Today is the day that you'll make the most important decision of your life for eternal life. There's nothing you have to do. I pray you will. I want to end with this but God testimony. Today's testimony comes from Elizabeth who writes, just wanted to share my but God story with you. I started as a temp with a company in September 2021. They were working remotely and required anyone coming into the office to be vaccinated. I decided to work with them as long as I could. I did not know what God had in store for me. I was just trusting Him to work it out. Imagine that. What a novel idea. Trust God to work it out. Come March, they offered me a permanent position, but you still had to be vaccinated to come into the office. I started trying to help God out. I know you know nothing of this. I I started trying to help God out by trying to find another job, but He worked it out. I am working in the office three days a week, no vaccination, and no weekly testing, which they had initially said I would have had to do. Lesson learned, just trust God. I listen every week, thanks, looking forward to the rapture, so are we, and meeting you, Elizabeth. If you heard nothing (laughs) that I said, please hear this. Three words, just trust God. Just trust God. Stop trying to help him out. He doesn't need, I know it's adorable when our kids want to help us out, right? Oh, Baba, can I help? Ah, It's going to take me five hours to do what I could have done in 15 minutes, but it's just so cute. Okay, fine. I, I, I think of it like that, you know, it's like God's, could you imagine if God needed our help? Listen, I, I needed to do this, but I need your help on this, okay? Wait, I thought you're God. I don't need you to help. In fact, if you try to help me, you might end up making it worse, and it will take longer. So why don't you just stay out of my way? Let me have my way. Let me do it my way, because my way, way more better then you're away. (laughs) Just trust God. Father in heaven, I thank you so much. (sighs) Yes, it is getting very dark. It's even hard to imagine. I guess it's plausible, but it's still very hard to imagine it getting even darker than it is right now. But it certainly could. But Lord, we take comfort in and are encouraged by your promise that right before you come, this is what it would be like. So Lord, it's like this. So we're lifting up our heads and we're looking up because we know our redemption draws nigh. Lord, come quickly, please, we pray. We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn 
about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth.